Well, Brett, it's been a while since we've gotten together, and you've been oh, busy. I have been on the I road. I have been. I, have been. I, uh, I, a, a friend of Jim Farmer's called me. Jim had given him my phone number, and he called me, Ethan Sprague, and he said, "Hey," he said, "Will you be interested in coming up here and and uh, sitting down and talking to uh, Roland Rice?" And Roland Rice, I've heard that name before, and you know, and I think Roland said he was 80, 82 years old, but he's uh, Terrell Shelley's. I believe it's his brother-in-law, is who he is. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, and I, I'd heard that name either with the uh, the Bruce Kennedy video or uh, interview of Terrell Shelley, or uh, maybe in Ed Ashner wrote a book, Terrell Shelley, mm -hmm. and uh, but anyway, he's up there in that Ben Lilly country, you know, and, and he'd been running hounds for a long, long time. And I said, man, I, I'd really like to go up there. And we tried to get, you know, our timing right when I could go and when he's going to be available and everything. It took, you know, two or three weeks, I guess. And then uh, he called me back. He said, hey, would you mind if uh, if I got Jim Gearhart and, and Kenneth or Kenny Brown to sit down and, and talk to you too. He said, they're lion hunters from up in this country. I said, Oh, sure. I'd love, you know, the more mean? the merrier. Yeah. I think that'd be great. You know? So we got the timing all right and everything and got up there. And, and uh, of course, you know, I just got that new, those new headphones and mics and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, I just had three of them. So I had three and then I had me also that, so I really wasn't mic'd up real well. But I think I used a little condenser mic, and I think it come out okay. Right. No decent. Anyway, I, you know, and that, I got, I was a little bit concerned about getting the headphones on them, but uh, they didn't mind at all. They put them on. And, they forget about them after a while. Oh, the, you know, Roland, of course, he's, he's an older man, and his hearing wasn't very good. And after I put that headphones on him, and you could, you know, how you can adjust the volume, mm -hmm. and he thought that was great. I think he wanted to keep it. Oh, I bet they but, had a great time though. Oh, and it was just, you know, I, I didn't even need to be there. I just <laughs> got them rolling and I just kicked back and listened, you know, cause they were talking, you know, telling stories and, and talking to each other. And it was good listening. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, 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 I like listening to those old guys like that and, and then kind of the history of the area and, and where they came from, and how they got into hounds. And then they're, you know, they're hunting stories and stuff like that. So. What I like about the old timers like these guys is when they tell you a story, they give you the elongated version. I yeah. mean, they, they really paint a picture and the art of storytelling is something that I think there's very few people carrying it on. I mean, there are guys out there that can flat tell a story, Yeah, but there yeah. is an art form to it. And these guys, they're just sitting around. I can see them drinking coffee and it's just spewing out of them. It's oh yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's, it was great listening to them. And, uh, you know, I tried to ask a few questions and stuff, but for the most part, they just talked between each other, you know, and, and I listened. So well, and you've got fun. the YouTube video for this also, don't you? Yes. Well, uh, I figure you're going to put this podcast out this coming Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And then I'll probably put the video out on Friday. On Friday. So everybody yeah. needs to check with Born 100 Years Too Late on YouTube to check out the video footage of this interview. Because I imagine these guys have got hands flailing and stuff all over the place, huh, Brad? Yeah, it's pretty animated at times. I'll bet. <laughs> that makes the story. So yeah. everybody, make sure to check that out after you listen to the podcast. 
And I uh, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thanks. Okay, I'm Roland Ross. I've lived here all except oh, about three years. I was in the Army, and then I went to the Philippines for a while. And how old are you? 83. 83 years old, yes, sir. And Jim Gerhardt. I'm from this country. Are you? Yeah, right here. Cliff, New Mexico, Buckhorn. Been here 30 years. 30 years. 30 years. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Brown, born and raised right here on a farm and in Iraq. Been here 72 years. 72 years. My goodness. How how did your family end up here? How, well, I guess mine, part of them come from Illinois, part of them come from Texas. And just settled here? Yeah, my uh, grandfather, I'm kin to the Shelleys. My grandmother was a Shelley, and they come here in 84. I think it was, they got here in 84, 1884. Wow. Mr. Gearhart? Yeah, don't call me Mr. Gearhart. I won't answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jim. Uh, well, I've been in the Southwest forever. I worked in Arizona. I drug my wife from the Canadian border to the Mexican line. Finally, we ended up down here, <laughs> down here in this country. Okay. Yeah. My my old folk come out of Brady, Texas, in 1913. Come here in wagons. Wow. Went to work for the LCs, and I grew up here and learned something from them. I think, and married, been married 54 years. I gotta get a new wife. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, he's going to sell her kitchen? I'm going to sell her kitchen. <laughs> she don't ever use it, he said. Nobody will buy it, Jim. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's one thing. That's like cows right now. You can't sell them. Oh, yeah. Can't sell a kitchen. Can't sell a dry cow. <laughs> Try to get rid of that wind noise. We shipped some good son of a gun, man. Good cows. It just breaks my heart. Yeah. What y'all y'all all cowboyed here? I mean, you worked on the ranches and and that's all Rollin ever knew. Yeah, that's all I know is cows and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just cowboyed over all over the Southwest and yeah, heck yeah, that's all we know. That's all you know. Yeah, I asked a guy the other day, old Tim Haas. I said, "You got any grass you'd want to lease?" He goes, "What do you?" You don't want to lease grass. He said, I'm trying to figure out how to make some money without cows. I said, well, that's all I know. That's all I know. Cows and horses, that's all I know. And it's not lucrative. <laughs> how did you get into hounds? Well, my dad got his first uh, hound from the Lee boys. They were hunters up around Luna and uh, They've hunted everywhere. They were pretty famous hunters. They went to Mexico. I don't know where all they've hunted, but they've hunted those spotted cats down in Mexico. And they were good hunters and had good dogs. One of the boys was killed in a hunting accident. I don't know which one it was. There was three of those boys to start with. Yeah, uh, Dale and uh, Clell. Yeah, and then there was one more. Now, I don't know his name. Was it? Who was Vincent? it? Yeah. Was, was he it? the one that got shot? I think so. And then who took, booked all the hunts in Tucson? Well, there might have been another brother. 
I can't remember. I can't. I can't either. No. There was. I've. I have those CDs that uh, Dale made, uh, telling those stories. Oh yeah. And uh, there was another brother, I think, that was kind of the businessman, uh-huh. wasn't he? In Tucson. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how did you get dogs or get hounds? Kind of out of self defense up here, didn't you? Yeah. He, that was a female that he got from her, and he kept her pups. And he had quite a few of their those dogs. And then Terrell Shelley had good dogs, and I had dogs. Well, nearly all the ranchers around here had dogs at one time. Cougars had them. Henry's had them, or Jim Henry had them. I don't think oh. uh, John and Will ever had dogs. Just raised our own mostly traded back and forth with each other oh yeah we'd get dogs uh there was another hunter in here that was a good hunter ray freeman was a good blonde hunter he gave out a dog once and that's a dearer than this dog i ever seen in my life <laughs> i was on one side of buggy on creek and dad was on the other side he hollered at me and said, if that dog comes by, you kill him. <laughs> well, he come by me, but he didn't. It wasn't close enough I could kill him. <laughs> and uh, went on that evening, and uh, there was an older or another hound with him. And when I caught up with them, they were both trailing a line. So uh, we kept him a while longer. And uh, I had that dog when Kenny and I and Vernell uh, Clark, they found a calf dead over here on uh, Schoolhouse Mountain at the line that just killed. And that was a, well, I had two dogs that would do that. One of them was a female that I raised pups out of, and the other one was this dog. And that dog would trail off from a kill and they'd go, if it didn't, Sooty be go back and trail some other way, and that he finally got that line lined out before we could trail it. It was quite a while there before mm-hmm. we ever got started, and when we got started, well, the track went pretty good. Good thing you didn't shoot him. I think he finally died up there. Do you remember I cut a foot off that line, front foot? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And I give it to Roy Clark, and I bet it's still in that store hanging on one of them deer heads. <laughs> bet so, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> that was funny. We rode through a gate up there, and old Verdell rode by me and jerked, uh, had my gun on the saddle, and it broke the hip out it out. And those dogs had jump off in there and then. I've always wanted to go back there, Kitty. I never did go back up there, but that was quite a hole back in there. When I jumped off in there, mm-hmm. that old line had run at them dogs, and they'd jump out, and then they'd jump back in. I tried to get Kitty to kill it. Heck, I didn't kill it. will kill a line. I didn't have license. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know whether I did or not. <laughs> well, the calf kill, you had to do it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. And then 
Most of the hunting I done was up here in these mountains behind us here. Minton, Rain Creek, West Fork of Buggy Old, Silwan Chili Peak. Pretty pretty rough country. Oh, it's rough enough. <laughs> <laughs> Only horse that really pitched with me was Lord Chili, and I was coming off a of, Chili uh, Peak. And there was gloves that did just brush as it could be. And this old horse that I was riding, he was good in the mountains. But one time my brother-in-law was riding him, and he stick flip hit him in the belly, and he just tucked up. He jumped off, and after that, when something hit that horse in the yeah. belly, now he was going for a ride. Old Lawrence was riding a great big mule, and when he saw me coming, he said, I'd have tried to stop you, but I know if you hit us, we're all going down. <laughs> you can, if you want to, you can take that mic and bend it down so it's out of your eyeballs and closer to your mouth. It's oh. real flexible. It'll it'll bend. Okay. So that, that's sort of the way. And then uh, Dad and his brother, uh, according to the Enterprise, killed the last grizzly bear that was killed here in New Mexico. If there was any more killed, they didn't. Broadcast it. it. Was that in the 30s, Ronald? Ronald? 31. 31. 31 or 32, right in there. Oh, okay. And they had started up Rain Creek, and the old bear killed a, calf, a cow there and went a little ways further and killed another one. And then he went out toward um, West Fork Mugion, and then the dogs take him and come back off. Well, Daddy and Carl got up on a bluff or above him and there's just brushes it could be and when they had that bear bait there and that's where they killed him was right there have you been up uh rain creek kitty mm-hmm. you know up there where the those beech trees that your grandpa planted are yeah well it's just below there a little ways that they killed him and that you believe that was one one of the last grizzly bears that was they said the last grizzly in new mexico and that's about all. I can tell another story. It's sort of funny. You all will get a kick out of it. Billy Lady and I went hunting. I'd run a line the day before. And the next day, well, I struck it up there, put a haystack. I was on the west side of Ray Creek, and it crossed Sacatone Creek, Little Dry Creek. And we got in some gloves on Big Dry just at dark. Well, I'd worked for Jim Henry, and I knew where there was a trail. I told him, I said, well, let's go down this trail. Or If I find that trail, I can get off into the creek, and then it's pretty good sailing down to his house, and I'll borrow his truck, and we'll go home. We got down there and knocked on the door, and his wife finally came to the door, and she said, all right, boys. Where'd you turn it over at? (laughs) (laughs) And got home, I was one or two o'clock in the morning, and I walked in. I told Lenora, I says, you want to hear a lying story? She says, no, nor a liar story either. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be dead. Then there was another... Line 
and it was only lying. Dad had two dogs at that time, and one of them he got from uh, Jack Tolson, and the other one was uh, one that come out of those of the Lee boys. And uh, we hit that track, and we went in behind Haystack. And it was a complete hit. And it kept getting higher and higher, and it went to the head of the or to those mountains at the head of sec, of uh, Minton. And we went plumb to the top. We could listen off into Ray Creek. We could listen off into Sacktoe Creek and uh, couldn't hear our dogs nowhere. And it got pretty late. We started out. And we could hear the dogs away below us and to our, the east of us. And all of a sudden, they shut up. Bobby just quit. Well, that night, the dog that he'd got from Jack Tolson, Jack Tolson was another good hunter. And he'd hunted with uh, for the state game and fish. And he was about as good of a hunter as Ben Lilly, but he wasn't near as famous, but hadn't hunted in nearly all the country he had. And as far as I'm concerned, Ben Lilly knew more about lions than any god really? had ever lived, as far as I know. Anyway, I... that dog, one dog come in, and he was all chewed up pretty bad. And uh, so I told Daddy, I said, well, we know about where they were when we let us tear them. We'd, we was always long ways from him and it was dark and we got his dogs and exported and started back and we was going up the ridge and there laid the lion and the dog laying right together and the dog was alive and the lion was dead and the old lion had a claw at that dog's shoulder and every time he'd start to get up well he was sore and couldn't get up oh wow <laughs> and that's the only line that I ever run that far that didn't tree. There, now I got it. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> now I can hear you better, too. <laughs> Good. <laughs> now then. Well, what about, you You mentioned Ben Lilly. I mean, this was his stomping ground. I imagine y'all have heard all kinds of stories about him. Probably true stories compared to what's written in the books. Well, there's a book by the Ben Lilly legend. I've read that book and it was for dad hunted with him one one or two days i don't know ben lily always walked mm-hmm. the only time he, he had two brewers and he moved his camp on and he done most of his hunting i think over around the gos is over all the members and in that <laughs> country yeah, but he was well liked and just double tough wasn't he sir he was real tough wasn't he well, they say he could really walk. Yeah. Well, your dad hunted with him? No kidding, brother? Yeah. Yeah, just... That's pretty yeah, cool. In fact, mm-hmm. I think they, for, they had a jug of milk. The mom would give him a jug of milk. And it was in the snow, and I think they had snow ice cream. Because <laughs> 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 I don't think they caught anything. I don't... I'd never say anything about him catching anything. Well, well, they used to give Ben a, a, a bounty, didn't they? When he at the ranch, the local ranches. Yeah, the ranchers paid him. But I guess it's supposed to pay on whoever he caught the blood on whoever permit or land it was on. 
And that's was about what he did. And then there was one line, and Dad finally caught her while I was at Army, but we run and run, and she stayed right in that country, and she traded several sets of dogs. <laughs> well, she, she just, just couldn't get her stopped? Huh? Couldn't get her stopped? Couldn't get her treated? Oh, she'd get away from the dogs. She'd yeah. either trail them. At times, we could tell whether she had made a circle across her tracks and then jumped a long ways. She knew all the tricks. Yeah, and she, he finally caught her on the other side of Buggy Old Creek and had her on a bluff, a real high bluff, and, and uh, the dogs had her bait out the edge of that bluff, and he finally killed her. And I remember Terrell telling a story about a female that they ran all over the place, and finally they seen her. The dogs weren't even on her, and they seen her across the canyon, and they ended up have, killing her that way. Oh, I'll be darned. But, yeah, those. Hmm. What, did you have to go through a lot of dogs to get any good ones, or did you just make do with what you had? Well, we usually made do with what we had. <laughs> but we had some that was Fairly good, and some weren't worth killing. <laughs> did you ever get to hunt with the Lee brothers at all, or with Dale? No, I or? never did. Terrell did. Terrell. He went and hunted with Clell and some, I think. Well, a lot. Go ahead. I was going to ask them how they, with their dogs, were. Well, I was thinking of a funny, oh, Johnny Kane was a, my wife's cousin. He was a lion and bear man for Colorado. And there's some of them pups, they don't make the cut, you know. And I, we was talking about it, and I said, you feed one of them boogers for two years, and he never does turn out. And he goes, yeah, and he's the same one that dumped his water bucket over every night. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of the truth, ain't it? Well, yeah. Yeah. And uh, your dogs, what? Well, the first two dogs I ever had come from a guy by the name of Lane Jones. And he had got them from the Lee brothers, and they were just yearlings. And one of them done all right. The other one just, I don't know. Dumped but I didn't know over every day. <laughs> I guess, but I didn't know nothing about hounds. Yeah. I had him where you couldn't catch him at night when we coon hunted, and he caught hundreds of coons for him, but he wouldn't come home. Uh, he had come home after we went home sometime during the night. <laughs> Different. So did you start with hounds because you hunted with someone else, or how did you get started? Like I was talking earlier, that old Collie and Shepherd Cross dog. Oh, okay. Catching all the stuff, and skunks, and cats, and squirrels. and <laughs> I mean, it's just a heyday as a kid growing up. Right. And when I was 13, he caught a line. I'll never forget that. Daddy had a a short 30-30 with us with packing salt, and he killed it. <laughs> Well, that dog's worth a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was a collie cross? just a... Yeah, with a shepherd. And Ellsworth tipped and raised him. You know Ellsworth. Yeah, I knew yep. Ellsworth. He'd raised him up at Glenwood. And then you thought if you got hounds that... Oh, if you had a hound, you're going to catch it all. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> How did that work out for you? Well, that first one I tell you I got, I went to the ranch and I turned him out, thought he could trot up the road, you know. He got after a cow and was gone. <laughs> 
Finally got a hold of him. <laughs> what a real experience. Yeah. yeah he's, it, you it, know, I mean, just that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because my folks, none of them had houses. Well, my granddad had one. And he liked to go deer hunting and kill a spike. That's all he'd shoot. He'd take that old hound. <laughs> And he said, that old hound moved them deer around. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty funny. I bet. I bet. I don't know, you might remember him, that big old white spotted black hound. Yeah. About that tall. I think Alvin used to go up there and camp on the Sagatone, take him and see if he'd catch a bear or something. (laughs) (laughs) So how long did y'all hunt without telemetry? When did you start being able to track your dogs? Uh, when I was about 20 or 22. Was that just like a... Yeah, me and my cousin, Crumley, Bud Crumley, he had one hound. I had one, and they both named Speck. And we went hunting in the Burrow Mountains, and he had hunted with Noah O'Mary and Marion Crumley. And Noah let us let him take three dogs. They were good dogs. <laughs> and over there in Middle Bear, those dogs hit a track, and we followed them. We didn't know what to do. Follow them. And they jumped the line, and they run him in a hole about like that one old schoolhouse. We didn't know what they had. So we decided we'd get some brush and build a bar in that hole and smoke this barman out water to us. <laughs> so the smoke was really boiling off that juniper brush. And I told Bud, I said, I'm going to crawl up there and see if I can see anything because nothing's come out. And I called him in that son of a gun right right down my head. Boom. <laughs> Scared me to do death. <laughs> Took him off down there and put him in a bluff. Yep. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> imagine. Anyway, we packed him in, cleaned him, gutted him, packed him in, weighed him, weighed 158 pounds. Whoa. That's, <laughs> That's a, a pretty line. good line. Bingo, Tom. Yep. Huh. Wow. Got it. Mm-hmm. No telling what he weighed. 170, maybe, or 60. Yeah. That's a big 65, yeah. That's a, cool. that's a big line. That's a big line. Yeah. Never called another one that big. No. <laughs> so did did you get your dogs from, you said Colorado, or? No, well, there was another government hunter, old Jeff Brent. He, and he's retired now. He lives in Washington State. And I got an old hound from him. And she had been in a coyote trap overnight, so she's crippled. And I'd buy them little rubber boots, tape them on there. I could hear it coming down the canyon, clip, clop, clip, clop. And then she'd go across the creek and get water in it. Then it'd be swish, 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 swish. (laughs) But she knew she'd caught a lot, been on a lot of lions. And she helped train some pups for me. But my father-in-law, my father-in-law hunted with Dale Lee. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And so did my brother-in-law. And I got my first dogs from... His name is Ross Kane, and uh, well, he's still alive. His name is still Ross Kane. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, I got got an old dog called Queenie from him, and then a little white dog I called Moon. And they was just them Arizona dogs. They were Lee brothers. Uh, no, no telling. But look, going back to Lee brothers, lots. You know, yeah. everybody, everybody wanted them dogs. You know, I had that black and tan old Dale. Did you ever get to hunt with him? Yeah, he was a good dog. He went back to them Lee brother dog, and uh, then you know just 
Heck, I had a, I got a blue tick female from the pound in Sierra Vista one time. Boy, she didn't turn out very good. She was <laughs> too old, you know. I, I think she was two, three or four years old. She was pretty trashy. And then started just raising them, and they're like the old ranch dogs, just like you guys did. <clears throat> Get a pup from somebody, and some of them turned out, some of them didn't. You know. But it's just, I was kind of like you. Got in on that first line. I was ruined. <laughs> Just <laughs> ruined. Get them all. Just going to get them all every day. <laughs> yeah. I had two dogs from a female you had. Yeah. An old blue tick dog of Terrell's called, what do you call that dog? Sport. No, the blue tick. Sport was black and spotted one. What? Or maybe it was Sport. They made good dogs. Yeah. And then you got some dogs from some coon hunter somewhere, too. In Oklahoma. And those were good dogs. The best I ever had by a oh, long really? ways. What was that feller's name? Ed Abel. Yeah, right. He come to Ray Freeman's one we, time. He come and hunted with us. Yeah. yeah. That's how I got acquainted with him. Mm-hmm. And I hey. bought that dog, and I called him Pal. And the first day I took him hunting, I got acquainted with him first and toughened his feet up. The first day we went hunting, I went over the ranch. I was by myself, had another dog, hit a tom track. He went right with him, wouldn't say a word. Kept going. And under a big tree there, he opened up, and he took the lead from there on and caught lines. He caught them lines out there at Dickerson's that we played with too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went. He did. And you had the two black ones and the two red ticks. Mm-hmm. Man, that's good. Good dogs. Good. Them red dogs was good, too. They were good. They come from Sewell. Oh, yeah, huh? Good one. Yeah. But them black ones, that guy, he was quite the breeder, wasn't he? Ed Abel, right? Yeah. He won 12 national championships yeah. with them coon hunting. Coon dogs, but they weren't for anything. I mean, yeah. He was that dog was 14 months old, and he was trained on coons, and he was broke, solid. He never made a bobble. Well, and they could cold trail with these... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Men and Wayne caught a line out there. And, well, let me start quicker. We hit the line track, Sycamore went up a long ridge and made a big circle in there, and they jumped it. And it come all the way back to Sycamore down in there. And him and that Dixie, another black and tan, outrun them dogs about as pathetic and treated it. Your two black dogs. Yeah. And the two red dogs was quite a while getting there. And Wayne, I said, heck, go ahead and shoot that line, Wayne. Okay. And he shot it, and the trees right of its head. <laughs> the bullet. <laughs> and that line jumped out of there. And that black and tan was right behind it. And that line hit my horse in the hip, and I stand right there. And bailed off in a big hole of water there in the oh. creek. And I run up there, and that dog jumped right in on top of it. And I shot it right quick, two or three times. And pulled around, that line sunk. There it come up. So Wayne said, well, it'll come up in three days, he said. <laughs> I'll come back and get it out of there. So he went back in three days and let it come up. <laughs> he was a lot of fun, wasn't he, Roland? Who? Wayne Dickerson. Yeah, yeah Wayne Dickerson was pretty good, and he pretty smart on them lines, yeah. too. He could see a line track between them alpines. A toe. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> He Unreal. never never had any hounds. He had them old Weimaraners or whatever they were. That one, every time them dogs hit a line track, the hair stood up on that dog's back, and you knew right then what they was trailing. Yeah. <laughs> that was the darnest thing. Yeah. Uh, 
Do you remember Sammy Foster? Did you oh, ever yeah. know him? Yeah. A little bit. Not well. He told a story about, uh, I don't know where he was, but there was an old feller out of Little Ranch there, and he was a, a German, and he didn't speak real good English. I mean, he could speak English, but he had an accent. So Sammy ran into him, and he said, you doing any good hunting them lions? And he said, well, not too much. He said, I'm doing all of the trailing and most of the barking. <laughs> 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 well, that Sammy Foster, he's the one who, uh, he hunted with Dale Lee quite a bit. Not a bunch. They went to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, He and then he and my brother-in-law were partners and took paying hunters out for several years. That's how I got to know him. That, I had some Sammy Foster dogs, too. Was it him Is it that they said had some really good bear dogs? Yeah, better lion dogs, I think. Better lion He'd catch bear. Sammy do it any, anything, you know. But what, did y'all run bears with your dogs too? I did. I hated bear. <laughs> they get up there, I'd lose my dogs, and they'd be gone for a week, week and a half. I didn't. They was the easier way to catch those bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back to Schoolhouse Mountain, me and Bud. And the one you caught, caught six lines on top of Schoolhouse Mountain. Did you ever go back in that hole? No, not that same place, but they'd go around there in them ledges and just set up there. Yeah. Oh, me and Terrell and my dad caught one on Schoolhouse once, too. Big old Tom. What attracted them to there? Good layup country, what it was. They could get up there and see everywhere and go hunting and come back to it, to lay up. So you think those places like that where they can get up high and look i mean that's i think but i'm not sure what do you think Roland? that was a layup country there yeah just the way it laid and set up there where we was different it, we'd usually hit a track where they crossed a lot we knew where they cross a lot mm -hmm. and in one year we was getting the cattle out of the mountains and i think we lost 12 13 calves in we was riding every day, bringing them out, get them away from the lines, put them down on our patented land. So if y'all were going to go out, I mean, if you're going out without finding a track, just looking for a lion, you had a lot of crossings that you knew where to oh, go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. bet. They, they crossed a lot the same. And old Ben Lilly, he could trail a line of ways, and then they say that he could pretty well Tell where that line was going. Yeah, yeah. He then he'd go make a circle. He'd, he'd go further around and pick it up fresher, shorten up that track. Mm. Huh? I done that one time. One time's the only time I ever done it. <laughs> Ray Freeman could do that. Yeah, Bud Bud Johnson. Tell you where. Yeah. Did y'all ever bump into Orville Fletcher over here in this country? I didn't. I don't think I did either. I never. That's what they say that that he was real good at. That he could he thought like a lion, you know. And they get on an old cold track, he could cut through the country, figure out where he's going. But I tell you what, when those lines got in this low sand, it, it, you over. could trail it fast as all could, but or a dirt road. Yeah, or or a dusty cow track. I had a lot of trade one time. 
and it jumped out, and the cows just went up the trail in the head of it. He got away. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you have like like one dog that you remember? I mean, that was like an exceptional dog that, or that was you know better than the rest of them that you'd ever had, or? Well, I had one female, and I left the ranch one morning, and the dogs hit something and run off down there, and then the whole bunch went, or not the whole bunch, she didn't go, but the rest of them, and I followed them dogs and finally caught them. And coming back late that evening, there where they'd struck out, I could hear that old dog barking. And I said, well, she's got a lion treat. And she'd stayed there all day by herself and kept, it. and kept there. She was old then. She died not very long after that. She had cancer and died. But she, she was probably one of my better dogs. And then I had to. Another dog, and I forgot where I got it. It was a spotted gray and white spotted dog, and he was an awful good strike dog, you know. Or I thought he was awful good. You know, the trouble with these line hunters, every one of them thought they had the best dogs going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, that's kind of like these cowboys. They got the best horses. Yeah. yeah. Same deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, really. That's where you need to be. Yeah, well, yeah. True. Sam Foster's brother, <laughs> Bailey, said, they're lion hunters, the lionest guys i ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did stretch the truth just a little. Oh, yeah. a I had the best mule. Yeah. I brag about that mule still till today, that dun mule I had. You remember? Yeah. yeah. Well, he probably was good. It was good. But what do you guys prefer, a mule or a horse? Hunting lions. And a lot of, I preferred that dun mule I had. 23 years, I rode her. Mule. Mule? Tough. Tough for the rough country. Well, I had some mules, and if I was working cows, I'll take a horse. Well, yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You had a mule I broke and rode. Which one was that? Horse mule. Festus. You giving to Billy Lee when he got old on the member, uh, the taxidermist? Oh. You don't remember? I know I had one mule that I got. He got him from Terrell. You got him from Terrell. I don't remember. Horse mule. Pretty tall. Pretty good size. He come out of Tennessee. Billy Keeney got him out of Tennessee, and he called me within three days after he got him. said, you got to come get this mule. And I what's the deal? You just come get him. He's yours. Come get him. <laughs> and I went got him, and he had grown into the halter. Oh. <laughs> he couldn't touch him. Yeah. I finally got that off and let him heal up, and boy, he was head shy, but okay. I broke him out, and he, he was all right. You rode him for years. I guess I did. I don't remember him. <laughs> <laughs> so in the rough country, you like the mules because of sure-footedness? Oh, yeah. How they how they can just go through that country a lot better? But they're not all good, just going out of the thousands. That's what Terrell, <laughs> Terrell said. Honestly, I think my family's, we've had three or 400 mules because they packed a lot of dudes in and packed salt. This had, he said, we, I think my granddad and my dad and the whole family's had three or 400 mules. And he said, by golly, we had a couple good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I was up there hunting with him and I rode a mule that belonged to Lawrence. He called Shorty. You probably remember him. 
bay mule, I think. And we're way back there hunting, and one of them cactus that looked like a bobcat turd got stuck on the end of my boot. And I went like that to flip it off. And it landed in his shoulder. And he blowed up. <laughs> and went off pretty steep. Word didn't throw me off, but he didn't. <laughs> Just that good old day. I tell you what, when it's going downhill and they're jumping pretty high, it's harder to get thrown off. Ooh. I think they throw me so high I couldn't. They just wait for me till I hit the south again. <laughs> I was over in the burrows on Bullard Peak line hunting, and we was trying to line, and it topped out on Bullard Peak in there. And you know that's pretty high peak, steep. Turned back off there. I was riding a mule, and that come out of the boys' ranch up there at Berlin, the practice owner. But anyway, I forgot to take my britching that day. You don't never <laughs> need to leave it home. And that thing, thing drove me and saddle off, both of them. And I was still in the saddle and had a hold of the reins, and she drove my right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's back there, you idiot. <laughs> Bud was with me. I thought he'd never quit laughing. I finally told him, just shut it up, quit. (laughs) What was the man down south of Tucson that was, he's on one of those interviews that they did that I got online. I forget. They asked him, they said, do you prefer a mule or a horse? And he said, well, I prefer a good mule. He said, and if I ever find one, I'll buy him. No, uh, Child. Was his name Child? No, what's his name? He he's passed away now. He wrote the book. He wrote a book. Uh, the Ollie Barney. Oh, Ollie Barney. Oh, Ollie yeah. Barney. Yeah, yeah. I got to hunt with him a couple oh, days. Did you really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I bet he was a character. Was he? oh, he did. Yeah, he, poor guy come out of Chicago, pan hunter, and uh, he was a boiler maker. Why would I remember that? But he was a boiler maker, and he'd saved his money, you know. And of course, he bought him a brand new Stetson hat. He couldn't keep it on. <laughs> and it come off. It was my brother-in-law and then the hunter and then me and then Ollie was behind it. And that Stetson hat come down that trail going over end, over end. And Ollie said, if you don't keep that damn hat on, I'm going to shoot it to full of holes. You won't be able to wear it. <laughs> he had lost it several times that day, you know. I didn't mind getting off and get it, but Ollie, he, he didn't like that. He had a black dog. It wasn't even a hound dog. Short ears, kind of had long hair. He called him Blackie. And Blackie just went like back and forth across the canyon, and he was just wild and all he said, old Blackie just hunts insane. <laughs> you know, he, he wrote a book. He's got a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's, it's not real politically correct, but it, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Clyde Reed, did you hunt? Did he come up and hunt with you? Any? I didn't tell Clyde Reed anything. Well, I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> but, no, did he ever hunt with you, though? Uh-oh. No. Just elk and deer. Oh, he was the luckiest man I ever took hunting with him. Oh, Clyde? Yeah. Yeah. We caught three lions right quick and three bear right quick, and he quit. He's and then I couldn't catch nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, needed Clyde. Needed Clyde. <laughs> so did you all all guide hunters? I mean, did you all take hunters? Or? No, not me. Just three or four guides is all. If you was going to take someone, how long 
like now everybody says like Mike Rude over there, you know, he still does it the old fashioned way. He just, you know, gets on a mule and makes circles and he get 10 days. You know, he says that he needs everybody. And I don't know what his success rate is in 10 days, but, and then of course, Warner Glenn down there, that's his, his 10 day hunts. I mean, do you think to catch a lion in this country, you think 10 days, 20 days, or doesn't matter. Ray Freeman told me it about every 10 hunting days, you'll catch a lion. That's probably about right. Yeah. He's huh? really grinding it. Yeah. Just hunting consecutive days, putting yeah, it in the you got to be out there to know where something's at. The yeah. first day don't count. second day counts a little better. The third day's a lot better. Yeah. I you know, know what's going on. Getting something yeah. located. Yeah. Mo- moving through the country and hitting different spots. Mm-hmm. But Ray would go back, put them dogs right back on where he was the day before, and go on. That's, I've seen him do that a lot. Yeah, Sam, Sam Foster done that. I was told that that. Well, that was the fun of hunting was watching, watching the dogs. Oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the deal. That, that was yeah. after you got one in the tree, it wasn't nothing to shoot them. Oh, it's over then. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, just watching those dogs work. Then they're a pretty animal. Lions a pretty animal. Well, when they don't have calf or mouth or something, I guess. Well, they get blamed for a lot of stuff they don't do too. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I killed one lion, and I'd have swore he had a calf killed, and is on the east side of Rain Creek up there, and those long ridges that run off it go up to the ridge. It goes up to the all oh, that cabin up there in the head of Rain Creek. And anyway, well, I went up there one day and found a cow with a big bag. And I went back the next day and had my dogs with me the next day and found a line track. And I was right there. I thought, well, that calf's gone, the cow. I caught that line that evening. I caught, uh, was bringing some cattle out from there. That Calf had got with some other cows uh-huh. across the big canyon over there with those other cows. That lion got blamed for something he didn't do. Yeah, that lion yeah. got, he, he was actually innocent. <laughs> <laughs> well, they eat a lot of small stuff, too, I think. I trailed one that killed a blue jay, and I know it killed it because it's in the snow. <laughs> and that lion, uh, old uh, Leonard Hudson had come by, and the track was right there on top of the hill on the east side of Sacatone. That thing went nearly to the county road out there and then down, and I quit it down there just before I got to where, oh, just above Buckhorn. And I think that line was the one that went across and got no Drummond's tree. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Frank Drummond had one on top of his house one time. That was the same That's one. the one. That's the one. Yeah. I, I figured good a bit, but it was about the same time. And mm-hmm. Frank said, he, and well, she, she got her cousin. What? And when she yeah. cousin? Yeah. yeah. Mildred said they could hear go dum 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 across the house, <laughs> and then the old cow dog or house dog treated it, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Apple yeah. tree. Or... There, the apple tree. <laughs> <laughs> some lines right here in the river. Oh, boy. They are. Gotta be. They, That's where the deer are. That's where the deer are now. Are the, the deer population 
years. Oh, the deer population is gone. Yeah, pretty much gone. What What do y'all attribute that to? I'd say 30 alt Texas. A lot I, of it. I got another theory. I think there's too damn many elk. I think the elk are competing with the deer in our we, country. We don't have no elk over here. No. Scares. I mean, yeah, no, totally really. does on up. Yeah. You, so you say 30 out 6, do you think it's poaching or do you think it's the... Too many the, hunters, the, too many hunts. Yeah. Too many hunts. Too many hunts, just on and on and on yeah. and on and on. The deer ain't got a chance ever coming back, I don't think. I don't either. Because of the the way they have the hunt structure. Oh, they got, they got a bow hunt and muzzle, muzzle load, load hunt. wonder they don't have a BB gun hunt. A senior citizen's hunt, a kid's hunt. Yeah. My uncle oh, said no. next year they'll have a buoy knife season. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> so do you think? I don't know how there's a deer now. No. The actual harvesting of the deer, just that, you know, I talked to Pat Wantland, and he said just because there's people in the woods all the time. So well, I'm be, sure they're doing yeah. yeah. And But the game department needs to take better care of them. Do something different. Money, money, money. I'll money. follow the money. Yep. And there at the end, when there was a lot of deer up there, they, I talked to some of them, and they said when the deer really started going downhill was when they quit using that 1080 poison. Yeah. Well, maybe for the coyotes, huh? Coyotes, eagles. Yeah. I've heard that also. That's what Mike says on the other side. He said that he said everybody blames the lions and everything. He said, but it's the coyotes. He said, we just got too many coyotes. Yeah. My, dad, my dad left Buckhorn when he was 16 years old. His dad sent him up to the cliff dwellers. Chilton was a big outfitter out of Texas, bringing in lots of hunters. My dad left Buckhorn with a bunch of horses and picked up another bunch here on the river and mule, 35 head total, 16, one hour. And he went up Bear Creek and stayed at the HWs overnight with Jack Hooker. Probably Jack. 32, 33, somewhere there. Yeah. And he went on in there, and he said that, Deer was by the hundreds in that country then. Golly, hundreds. There wasn't nothing to see two hundred deer in the spring of the year. Yeah, right, right, yeah. exactly. Even, now, what do you see? Five, yeah. three. I rode up in a haystack the other day, and uh, they wasn't any elk track. They wasn't any ear, deer tracks or nothing. They was a few over there around one spray or one. Old water hole at the spring. Beautiful. I don't think it's the lions. They got no. rid of all the deer. No, the lions. Well, didn't they get rid they of had all these of uh, that year that they had the doe season up there. Well, God, they broke they, it down then. They slaughtered above the. Yeah. Pick up loads. We seen them from the school bus going home in the evenings. Pick up a pile of plum full of does. Wow. Yeah. And that was coming out of Brushy Mountain. It's yeah, that bunch up there. And that was back in the, what what year? Early 60s, late 50s, I think. Late 50s, wasn't it, Rollin? Yeah. About the time they brought the elk in. Yeah. There you go. And they had a doe season. And just... Oh, yeah. They'd have a doe season right now if it was up to the hunter. Yeah. They'd vote to have a doe season. Yeah. Because the ratio's out of balance. I've heard him say this. Yeah. I, I not... think that's about the time. That, did you know Mr. Mars, the saddle maker? Old man Mars? I had some of these saddles. Yeah, I got a pack saddle. Well, I got my first two saddles are Mars saddles. And that's, he he talked about, I think, that same deal. He said that they killed so many does 
there for a period of time that he said they they just can't recover. Wait a minute, that, I I didn't know Mars. Sessler was Sessler. Ad Sessler's who yeah, you were talking about? Yeah, Mars. M A R R S. He he. Uh, Clinton Halsey was married to Mr. Mars' daughter for a little while. That was his first wife. And I knew Quentin. Yeah. And I think Quentin's the one they they divorced or whatever. And Quentin told Jim Jim Farmer said they that he she broke a broke an act handle and crippled a hound pup. He said so. I sent her home. You own a story about Quentin? I know about. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, Quentin stayed in Glenwood one night too late around one of them bars. <laughs> he headed home and he made it to the Silver Creek Divide, going into Willow Creek from Muggy on. And he turned his old pickup over there in the bar ditch. Well, I come along up early the next morning early. I was working for the state, and somebody had reported it. And I stopped, and I was talking to Quentin. He's pretty drunk. <laughs> he's sitting there on the bank. And anyway, the law showed up, and I stayed there a little bit. And I was going to give him a ticket or this and that. And he said, hell no, you ain't giving me no ticket. I got drunk after I turned that damn thing over. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Quinn, quite a guy. <laughs> well, he packed a bullet till he died, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. I, I forget who he was with, but they got into... He's one of a kind, old Quentin. Old Quentin, they told it on him. Forced to be working up there on those trails. He'd come along, pick up a camp, move it down the creek, set it up again for <laughs> <laughs> He had some bear dogs, didn't he, Kenny? Didn't he catch a lot of bear? I really don't know. He could have. I really don't know. Bud Johnson hunted with him. They oh, really? Caught, okay. They, they okay. caught a bunch of bear. That's I think I, he had bear dogs okay. and not so much lion dogs. I had heard that. And then in his old barn down there, he had those bear uh, paws nailed to the barn. Yeah. They said all the hide comes off and looks like a human hand. Yeah. I know he loaned two mules or rented them to some guys out of Houston, Texas that come in there and camped and went back in there somewhere elk hunting from Silver Creek Divide around there the next place, Sandy Point. And anyway, he had loaned them these two mules, or well, I bet he didn't loan them to them. But anyway, it come a snowstorm in the end of October, three foot on the level and through there, and I went in there in a loader, and a pickup followed me in there loaded with fuel, and we got those hunters. We knew they was in there. And they was all in their pickups, froze to death nearly, and out of fuel nearly. We filled them up, and they had those two mules at Quince, and they didn't know what they was going to do with them. I said, turn them loose. Yeah, They're going home. Hell yeah. Because yeah. I had to go on the Willow Creek anyway. That loader puts that snow out, and it just trotted along by me. Yeah. <laughs> those guys said that better stay in Houston and fight crime is fight crime. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, they, I found a big old yearling. One big old yearling, but a yearling. It took me all day to get him in a trap there. And I had some other cattle in there. I thought, well, he'll stay, you know. So I went down the next morning to get that. I was going to haul some other yearlings out. And the dang old Tom Lyon had killed that yearling. The one I worked all day. <laughs> I had to sideline. He's a mess. I sidelined him and finally got him in there, you know. Anyway, he was dead. He lined so but and I went back down there the next morning, and he had been back to that kill. 
And we took it backwards off the kill, and we figured that out, and the dog did, and finally we got him going away from the kill, and went right up the creek, and was looking and looking. Dogs are coming through some ledges there. Bud had a, a bloodhound, and he called her Lollipop, and she wasn't worth six rotten eggs, I'll tell you. She was no good, and Bud knew it, you know. But she wasn't even with the dog. She's off in the canyon. We seen this lion come out under a tree there, and he he's trying to go and get away. Well, he run right into Lollipop, and she went woof woof, <laughs> and turned him back up the hill. And I got a picture of him on the skyline. He's going off a ridge. Bud goes, "I'll run down the canyon, keep my eye on him, and you stay here and watch the dog. See what happened." Well, wasn't just a little bit why the dogs found where he was there, where he went, rimmed out, and they could go pretty good on it. But he was on down there. So he, I was with the dogs, and they're coming, and they get over there and going down the canyon. But he's riding a little old ranch horse we had called Curly. And he's talking real fast, Bud was. He goes, I, I got me an old Curly. We said, we treat that line. We had him in that sycamore tree right there. And he'd go up that sycamore, and then he'd start down, and I'd charge him, and I'd holler, and old Curly didn't care. He'd just run up there, too. But he said he finally jumped out. So he's down the canyon a ways. And let me tell you, Bud Johnson never said a crossword to me before that day or since. We're down in the canyon. He's telling me this big story. I said, well, Bud, where'd he go? And he goes, God damn it, Jim, right up through there. He's <laughs> 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 a stupid question. <laughs> he had watched him. You know. <laughs> Bud, he don't cuss like that. Anyway, long story short, them dogs took him down there and they got him. He's a big old gray-faced mean son of a buck. Looking mean, you know. But we got him finally. Well, <laughs> oh, Bud, you ever hunt with Bud? A little bit. Yeah, you ever, you never hunted with Buddy Johnson? No. Yeah, he's fun to go with. He's pretty yeah. knowledgeable, you know. Yeah. I guess not as many deer, not as many lions nowadays, is there? That's or... the truth. Yeah. No, there's not as many lions as there was ten years ago. Huh, Kenny? I don't think there's is. Uh, well, our country was loaded with them there for a good many years, and no deer left, no nothing, no lion. Lots of bears? Yeah. Yep. Plenty of bear, huh? I think the bear have killed out some of these deer, too. I know they have. I was coming down Rain Creek one evening, and I was on our patented land there in the lower end of Rain Creek. I rode up on an old old old, then the bear track was there, and the blood was still running out of her. We was over there at the bar six hunting one time, me and my dad and Ray Freeman. And we hit a line track and just go here, there, here, there, here, there. And they caught it. We thought they caught it. And we're going down there to where this big commotion took place. And they all shut up and went on. And we get there and they had caught a deer and killed it. I guess that deer run through them. Them hounds did. Uh, yeah, and one of them grabbed it and that was it. They killed it. Um, then just went on with the line. <laughs> I lost Did you ever have that happen? I lost my dogs one time, and <clears throat> they didn't come in. They didn't come in. I went back, and they was laying on the, the line and killed it. If deer, that they ate the most of the deer up, but they was pretty happy. Yeah, <laughs> they were full. I don't care. Trail them too. Yep. How, 
back before these shock collars and everything, how did y'all break your dogs? Or saddle rope, <laughs> <laughs> run them down, and those old time dogs was hard headed too. Oh, they were really, really hard headed. That, they? Yeah, Daddy had one dog. He was one of Clelie's out of Clelie's dogs. As a Daddy whipped that dog. Good gosh, he'd whip him, hang him up, nearly choke him, then lay him down and whip him some more. That old dog got to where when the other dogs had run in there, he'd come get right behind Daddy's horn. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't run in there. <laughs> but yeah. the heart that dog was bad about running deer. Do y'all use the shock collars now? Or do you have. No, I, mean, I, yeah. I never did have a. I never could use a shock collar. Okay. Now we got the GPSs, me and Ethan. Well, they got them darn GPSs. They don't even know what hunting is. <laughs> <laughs> sure was a game changer. <laughs> well, there, there goes my Garmin sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might have could have found my dogs if I'd have had, but I lost them if I'd have had one of them things. That, oh, you got one of them things you point where the dogs are, tell how far they are from you. Yeah. Well, now a lot of these guys, they just drive around their pickup truck. Oh, and they, they, just, they don't know what hunting is. No. Look at their thing, and they'll say, oh, so-and-so's in the lead, and this and that. And... I went up there and went bear hunting with Billy Keeney one fall. Turkey season was open. But anyway, I think I get, maybe it's in the spring. I can't remember for sure. But anyway, we caught a bear. And we're coming back in. This one dog, he he disappeared. So we go on down to pick up wasn't too much further from where he disappeared. He finally shows up, and as a guy showed up, and the guy that showed up with it with him was really mad. He had got his turkey from the tree. <laughs> he's hanging here, and he's about to tell his hound horse, what's he going to do, you know? <laughs> we had to buy that guy another license permit. He was, he was upset. <laughs> Billy, he just had a royal fit after everything was said. You know? <laughs> oh, Billy had fun with that, didn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Got the turkey. <laughs> it didn't have enough sense to hang him up the tree. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't, if it wasn't been that hound dog, but Barbet had got it or something. Yeah, sure. Something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old Billy Keeney, he was something else. Oh. Well, he caught a lot of bear that few years there when he had that strong pack of dogs. Now, I think he had nine of them, and they catch them bear, mister. <laughs> He told me, he said, when I had them good bear dogs there for several years, he said, I'd go out in the morning early, and the bear would just come out of the brush and hold their hands in the air like yeah, they give up. Hands up, give up. <laughs> they just give up. <laughs> you know where he got all them dogs, don't you? Uh-uh. Me and Taro. Yeah. Yeah. That, Billy was a lot of fun. We went up there, he called, a line run across the road up there somewhere uh, going to Jewett Gap above Spring, Bub Reserve. And yeah. So we go up there, and me and Clyde Reed, he went. Clyde was driving. He was in his pickup horse trailer, and we got Billy and his horse, and we going up there and had the dogs, and parked right on the edge of the road. Billy, right here's where it goes. Right here's where we go. No gate. 
So Billy, he he's a fence cutter. <laughs> he's got the fence. We got to get in there. <laughs> so we did. They hit the track there and took it. And they went around there, and there's this great big rim coming around. And that line jumped up probably six foot high up here. The dog couldn't get up up there. And Billy said, Kenny, you're going to have to throw them dogs up there. So, well, yeah, of course. So I'm throwing them, and this blue dog I had, I throwed him up there, and he knocked a rock off and hit me right here. <laughs> Damn near knocked me out. <laughs> but anyway, we went on around there, and we caught the line. And I can't remember that boy's name that had run across the road in front of, but he had a bow and arrow, and he shot that line with a bow and arrow. Hit him right there, and that arrow flew out the other side, and he fell out dead. You remember old Polo? Oh, yeah, a lot. Harold had a hunter, and and it's getting toward the end of when he's hunting. He says, uh, want me to help him. And so I went around the south side of 74, and he went over the top. I was with Harold. Was you with Daryl that yeah, day? Yeah. Was it when the old polo clumb up in that bluff? Barefooted. Barefooted. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, <clears throat> those dogs had went back toward the uh, falls over there, mm-hmm. but they're still on the south side of 74. And they had the dogs, and the line was down, when I got there, was down in some rocks. He just lay in there asleep. Wasn't paying no attention to those dogs. And when I rode up, he jumped out, and I told Terrell where he could come off in under those bluffs. And you all see that line go up. up in, yeah, we've seen it. Yeah. And it got up there, and it got in a hole, and he couldn't get on out. I got above it. You couldn't see it either, could you? No, I couldn't see the line either. And no polo club up there moved that line to where that hunter shot it. He took his shoes and socks off and clumbed that bluff. I'll tell you Pretty. what, I wasn't a club of bluff for no line. Not that one anyway. Who was the hunter? Do I don't remember. I don't either. <laughs> Have you ever had been scared a lion was going to get after you? Well, I was like Kitty one day. I had a lion went in a crevice and boy, one for me here that I'm about to speed to use a in 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 the back of the crevice, it rocks had caved in there, and I could see it back there. See its line. I had an old forty-five automatic. I squatted down there and shot. The line didn't come out. I squatted down and shot again. Next time I squatted down, the dirt thing come right across my chest. <laughs> I guess I tightened up pretty good. That old forty-five went off again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a place that was really good line hunting was down there when you drop off in the flat to Lordsburg, out there on the east side of the road, Apache Peak. Over there, boy, that was hot. Yeah. But it was dangerous. All them mining holes. All them holes, yeah. They'd go right in them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's one of them shafts just straight down. They put a line off in it, and then just old tins on top, and them hounds all over just going down. Oh. <laughs> they got it back? We've got them off of it. Yeah. Left. And left, yeah. Mm-hmm. Golly. 
Gold Hill, Apache Peak in there. They don't ever come to you, try to get you, though. I guess no. maybe a wounded one would, but I never have. They try to get away from you. Run, they'll they'll run over you. <laughs> I was up there with Lawrence one time, and I'd pop some lines there. Just you top out into Shelly Park. Had one that's still there. Lawrence and I went up there one down there on that steep hillside. It put it in a little old penny on tree, and the dog reached up, grabbed it, jerked it out. It went right under Lawrence's arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she was. She was like your shepherd. This old dog I called Jewel. She's all cow dog, you know. I mean, border collie cross of some kind. She caught three lions by herself. There wasn't another hound around. Three of them. She knew the drill. She'd trail, too. Yep, 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 Oh, she'd yep, open yep. on the trap. Yeah. I'll be dead. Yeah. Yeah, Ray Freeman come to ranch years ago. Daddy called him. And I had that old shepherd dog. I think I was 13 or 14 at the time then, too. And he called a line, that old dog, right with him. And yeah. Treed. Yeah. This old jewel dog, the <laughs> tree was kind of on a slope. She'd get where she was just as close as she could, go up the hill, you know, and look across at that line. She'd sit on her butt and tree. Just yike, oh, yeah. yike, 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 Ray Freeman gave Marion Crumley a dog called Mo years ago, a good many years ago, and he caught a lot of lines that dog, just that one dog. But it would not honor nothing. Oh. And that's Ray told me. That's why I gave him to him. said, hell, he won't honor nothing. Marion Crumley, he caught a lot of lines, didn't he? Yeah. He's got a diary, somebody said. Of every line he caught, yeah. he wrote it down. I was over there, and we caught five, and Mr. Bishop visited him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of forgot about him. <laughs> Glad he retired. Well, I can tell you another story oh. about Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know who he is. Well, <laughs> he's the game warden. Oh! <laughs> 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 to the bears, did y'all break your dogs off bears? I mean, did you just... Well, Ethan and I started in doing that because we yeah. just don't want to... True or false, a good line, bear dog's hard to get to screw down on a lion track. Do you believe that? Yeah, more or less. Mm -hmm. They can't slow down enough. Uh -huh. Just a different kind of dog. Yeah, yeah they got to be gritty, hard-nosed Running some guns, good bear dog. Good bear dogs are great. Oh yeah, but hard to get them to screw down on a. a, a they need to do one thing. There you go. A hound. One thing. Yeah. Either lion, or bear, bear, or running bobcats, whatever. One thing. Yeah. I tell you what, them bear whipped a dog of ours. I was coming day, and I was coming down Sacaton Bear run across the creek. This old dog come out there, man. She taken after that bear going the right way. Little bit, she come back on the back track. <laughs> <laughs> after the, them bear whipple, but really whipple, they make good line dogs. <laughs> after that, yeah, yeah break them off. Yeah, well, we had a car good many years ago killing cattle over here at the place. I think killed seven cows that I knew of. Whoa! And I couldn't catch it with my dog. I didn't have old pal in that box then. But anyway, I run into school good one. I tell him about it. And he said, heck, I'll come down in the morning. I'll bring my dog. So he come down. He had seven, eight dogs. I took five or six dogs. We had lots of dogs. Well, we go and we jump up there right off a cow. And they pulled out toward Greenwood, of course. 
no other place to go, you know, Greenwood. And I had one old blue tick dog, and he fell behind. But he just kept coming, kept coming. And we could hear them dogs squalling. That bear was working on them, and they finally all quit. Whipped them. Whipped them, and that old blue dog come on and went through them, and Sewell was right there with them. And went through them, went right on around her about 100 yards, and went to baying. And that bear was sitting against a bluff in a big pine tree, and patting that, blowing out his mouth that far, and I slipped down there at the 243 and killed him. Yeah. And that old blue dog was so happy, he looked at them dog towels, you stupid <laughs> son, bitch, you do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> twelve dogs, whipped twelve dogs off, no, or eleven, twelve, and then he come along and made it by himself. Yeah, yeah thirteen, fourteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> Funny things can happen, though. Oh, gosh. You know? Just hunting. They just called hunting. Kind of don't know what's going to happen next. Bunch of old hound dogs. That's right. Uh, how many dogs do y'all like to put on the ground at a time? You're lion hunting. Well, Ethan and I like 18 or 20. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I'm at five or six. It's yeah. pretty nice. Five or six. Yeah. Remember I, that time? I agree. Me and you and Terrell was hunting, and them dogs kind of bayed in some gloves or something. You was down in under there looking, and my dogs went to barking. They weren't real old, them two that... You had the mother up, and I hollered at you, what my dog's doing wrong? Barking at my mule. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I thought they had lying. I didn't know. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> dogs, anybody, I agree with you, anybody that says their dogs won't trail the backtrack of a lot is a liar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Something that I mean, you've recognized quite a bit in the past that just they'll trail them backwards as easy as they'll trail them forwards. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I think better. It's hard to turn them around if they go very far backwards. It's hard to turn around and go back. Oh, gosh. Furthest I ever walked in one day, Daddy was in lead of it and started lying off in the Muggy Own Creek, got down there in Muggy Own Creek, and he was going out on 74. I thought, well, I can catch him a foot and turn him around. I did about fine <laughs> <mine> flat. Golly. <laughs> Hard to turn around. Hard to turn around. Most of the time when you go, if you're going up the canyon, tracks coming down or up, they don't go up the canyon the way you've been at traveling, you know. But I had a dog that I got from Gary Warshman over there at Fort Sumner, mm-hmm. them Walker dog. And I, we were going up country. And they started a track. I couldn't find one. It's rocky there. He went there about 50 yards and just whirled around on that track and went the other way. And I thought, gosh, dang, he's going to go backwards. And I turned my horse around and went just a little ways, and they were going right. He turned that track around. And I don't know, maybe just something triggered. and Well, or just happened, you know. But Well, I think you could trail one backwards and catch it, too. Go to the kill. It's true. That's you true. You know, I mean. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when you go backtrack. So Ray said we trailed that lion clear back to where he was born. <laughs> oh, Ed Abel had that Tennessee big wheel and Tennessee Liza Jane. He paid $21,000 for the pair of them. Come out of Tennessee. And that pal dog I had was out of them. Uh-huh. They were. They made good lion well, that, Oh, That black dog that you had could run a line faster than any dog I've ever seen. Yep. I see him trailing. 
He's gone. They're in good ones. I'll tell you what, them other dogs I had when I throwed him in there really perked them up. The red dogs, the bread yeah. chicks. They had to break and run. <laughs> <laughs> Quit scratching their nose on every rock. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> and it really made a difference in them. I hit a bear up there after you go past where you go off in the butt's hole. And he crossed out and went out on the other side of Muggyone Creek. I went up there and finally heard my dogs bayed. Man, I got my gun slipped off down there. This black dog that I had, he was in the lead. They was barking at him. He'd got to that hole of water. He was in the hole of water, and the other dogs was barking at him. How, how old a track do you think you can trail in this country? It all depends on the weather. Yeah. What it's like. It's, when it's dry like this, you can't trail a whole track very far. Or Good, anyway. No. If everything's dry, I think they can trail a fairly old track. Yeah, it can. Maybe two yep, three or four days. days. Yeah. If it, yeah. Without it. Trailing conditions. No, I think so, too. If the weather's just right, man, we're like in this grass. They can be trailing real good, and they'll hit a patch of grass, and it's hard for them to trail. Well, what about them mountains after a far? If the line goes through that far, can you trail it? I or do you really did. know? I don't know. I'm, I I'm lost a big Tom in a in a burn scar. We trailed him like like they were looking at him. I mean, we started up on top of the animus, and. Uh, I mean, we bailed off down through there. We thought they were going to catch him at any minute, and they hit that burn scar where that fire went down through there. And those dogs just started standing on their head. They couldn't. They couldn't. Yeah, get that's what a cousin of mine. He in Colorado, fruit of Colorado, done a lot of lion hunting. He went into Venezuela, and a bunch of that country had burned. He said he couldn't trail them wow. through it. It happened to me one time in the Huachucas, and we trailed into. A burn? Burn, and they had dropped some slurry in there, too. When I mean, uh, them dogs just brick walled. They just knocked. They, we yeah. couldn't get through it. I was out there in Panther Canyon over here, and there's a guy out of Ohio with me that a friend of mine was with me, and it was a friend of his, so, of course, take him hunting. And we're coming around one of them, above one of them rims. We'd been about all day and hadn't even got a bark. And the dogs that throw it in behind, they'll give up if you don't get hit some signs sometimes in the evening, you know. And I heard this big wreck happen behind me. <laughs> and I looked back, and there was a line straight up in the sky there, about 10 or 12 foot. <laughs> and I drove right by it in a damn bear grass. <laughs> yeah. That was cool, huh? Yeah. Them dogs. You catch one that quick that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Sometimes you get a slam dunk. Sometimes. Yeah. I had a line behind Haystack up there. Go around there, and there's a pretty big platinum, pretty big solid rock outfit. And in the middle of it was a bunch of oaks, little oaks. Dogs had been around there for quite a little bit. Pretty soon, line come out of that bunch of oaks. Yeah. Went around there. Playing possum in there, wasn't he? I don't know. I'm convinced this lion will hide from your dogs and go off over yonder somewhere and up a tree and they'll never find it. Yep. 
I really believe that. Yeah. That's when, I, when I was in the Army, old Jerry Patton and my dad was hunting up there, and the dogs was trailing toward them, and they're sitting there and under tree eating their lunch. Dogs hadn't got to them yet. Oh, Jerry looked up the line was sitting <laughs> <laughs> What about they say about lions being able to turn off their scent? I believe that too. When they cross the highway, you can't trail one. I'm, Hardly. I don't know. I lost a lot of pretty good tracks right at dark, and I don't know why. And they hit a road, you can't trail them. I don't know if that's the scent or just the road, probably, but I know a coon can turn it off. You know, I've had enough of them run by me at night on that Gila River out here hunting on a ditch bank. You pop your hands. That takes care of it. Oh. It won't spread it no further. Uh, I got the privilege to hunt with Marvin Glenn, Marvin and Warner, but Marvin, and we I, we lived at that old dart ranch. who was neighbors to him. Warner Glenn? Yeah, but with his dad, Marvin. Oh, okay. With, with, with Warner, too, but Marvin. And Marvin told me this story. It snowed eight or ten inches, brand new snow, and they hit, found a track. You see the track, and the hounds was just going like the dickens on it overnight. Went around and finally got to them down there, and they was all balled up. They couldn't take it another step. And Marvin said, I could see that track going. <laughs> you could see the track going in the snow. And he said, I could see where his old tail went in the snow, and then pretty soon his belly was dragging in the snow. And he said, so I just walked off down, led his mule and went off down there, and he'd killed a little buck. So he got his hounds down there to that kill, and they blasted off and caught that lion. But when he went to sneaking that's it. down oh, to man. that deer, he yep. had turned her off. Yep. I agree. That That's what, when I hunted with Orville Fletcher, that's what he told me. He said, you know, he said, you know how they say that a lion will turn off his scent? And I said, yes, sir. And he told me, he said, he said, that's when they go to sneaking. Uh, he said, yeah. when they go to sneaking, they just don't leave any scent. And, and that, that proved that, that proved story it. that you tell right there. He went, he went to sneaking <laughs> up on that buck and he just wasn't leaving any scent. Yeah. But when they're just kind of, you know, traveling through the country, then, then. Yeah. Well, you know, them old, we call them, them old wild females. They get to walking out ahead of your dogs. You can see them. And when they're walking along, they can trail them. But they're not, laying down, though. Down low. Yeah, oh, down low. And they, and they can trail them, but not fast. You can trail them from now on, they never catch her, you know, yeah. just walking along. Don't you think the females are harder to catch than the top? Oh, I think yeah. so. Leave a lot less yeah. in, you know. Roland, did you hunt much in the real high country? Quite a bit. Your... <laughs> not real high, but yeah. Would they go plumbing that old high country, I guess? Much, I never or... did have... Usually they go around the mountain some which way. The face of them. Yeah, that one line that run till the dogs killed it. I don't know where it went, cause, cause it had to be give out for them dogs to catch it. Catch it on the ground. Yeah, it was just a normal size tome. It wasn't a big tome. It wasn't a real yeah. little one. You have to help your dog quite a bit. I mean when. Oh yeah, I'd I, I'd get off. I had this my dad ever got at me was <laughs> over a dog. We was up there in the spring of the year and dry. We'd trailed it in there, and 
one old dog, his dad's dog, I went over and just nudged her with my toe. She went over and laid down. Man, he got mad and left. He pulled out. I thought, well, I ain't going to say that, but I'm staying with the dogs. And I messed with Finally got over in some brush, and they could trail it on that brush. They're trailing it off the brush. A little bit, Dad showed back up. I didn't say a word, and he didn't either. But he was mad. Man, I knew he was mad. I wasn't about to say nothing. Because you kind of, you didn't kick that dog. Just kind of nudged I it. just nudged it with my foot. And man, I love said, no, He said, I've seen more fights over dogs and horses than anything else. <laughs> well, them dogs will trail better in them mountains than they will down in this lower end. Yeah, and old On uh, that brush, I guess. Keith Wilkerson tells me that out there in those... Uh, well, they call it the Black Hills out the other side of... Oh, yeah, the freeway? Yeah. He said, man, it's hard to trail in those... Yeah, in I bet. Hot, dry... All them old big cactus. Isn't ah, they're just solid. Yeah. <clears throat> he said, it, you, they, you just don't trail fast in that country at all. How long do you guys give a dog a chance to start? Oh, I give them way too long. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, well, you got to give them a chance. They'll do something. One that's bred a little bit will do something if you yeah. give them a good chance. I tell you what, that that he told me to kill. I don't know. He didn't start, but when he did, he. I know that one nine that were there. We caught that time. He'd go off and he'd go back. You could hear him. He'd be trailing off there and they'd be back up there. When he got it lined out, well, then the others went with him. Pretty odd. I had a blue tick. One of the first dogs I had, I called her Queenie. And she wouldn't do nothing. But I just turned her loose. And the kids was little, and they played with her and wallered her around and bit her nose. And she was just a house dog. Wouldn't do nothing. And my brother-in-law said, I said, I don't know about old Queenie. He said, tie her up. Tie her up. I Chain, put her on a chain, and it wasn't about two months she started trailing, started working. She's oh, yeah. too much of a house pet. How how old was she, you think? Oh, year, year and a half, year probably. Half. But she'd been hunting a lot, but she wouldn't do nothing. Just go along with the mules or, and tied her up, chained her up, she went to work. Oberry had a dog he called Bullet. Everybody remembered him if they ever hunted with him. Dog could tread a line all day, and he'd step her with him. And when they kind of slowed down, he'd just sit, sit down. He'd never trail or nothing. Just stay with him and sit down. And when they jumped the line, boom, he was gone in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> and trip. Pretty smart. <laughs> Have y'all ever tried any of those, uh, like a running walker, running type dogs? Running, it, not running tree and walkers. Yeah, they're they no. got a, like a running walker, and then what else they have? Uh, Julies and a lot of those bobcat guys swear by the running. Dogs. Oh yeah, down in Texas they yeah. they use them running walkers. Catch heck out of that bobcat yeah. at night. Jump braces, don't you reckon? Just jump braces. Well, they're right behind them. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. But there are a lot of cats down there, I guess. Yeah, they say they got those bobcats just like we got jackrabbits. They're everywhere. Well, we had a walker dog, and got him from the maze down there in Deming. I don't know what kind of a walker dog she was, but. She had a different bark. Was going up there one day and she barked. I said, "Oh, she's running a coyote." <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> I've had one Walker dog in my life. 
been hit bark non-stop treed, but he couldn't really trail with them. Just what and I give him to a boy up at Mountain Air, Briody, Briody, Briody. He was in them coon hunting deals, oh, those yeah. them deals, and he could win the tree and contest because oh, yeah. it barked so many times a minute. <laughs> yeah. He was so happy with that dog. 104 <laughs> times or something like a minute. Oh, boy. Just <laughs> That's well. When you were talking about the the, I guess it was the black and tan or the dogs that you got out of Oklahoma that were so good, that competition type or they were coon hounds, but they say now with the competition type coon hounds, that they they've ruined them because they're just I've heard that they're too. just moving to find a fast track because of the way yeah. the rules are set up, how they can win. Yeah, I've heard the same thing, and and they just don't settle down and trail. Oh, I bet not. But I I've, I've never. I went back there and hunted with you there in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Was that able guy? Yeah, he you took. Did? Yeah, he'd take two of them champion dogs. Is all he'd take when I was there. And he told me when he let them dogs out, he said, "Kenny, we won't get them dogs until they're under a tree." Yeah, that's just the way it was. Wow. But they had lots of coon. Them all them dogs we got from Mister Washburn, they were bred up and they all worked. They all you liked them. They're yeah. good dogs to never breed. Oh sure. Really. Sure. For what they're for, just like horses, what they're bred for, chance. they'll they'll get her done if they get the offer, the chance. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, a man needs a cold-nosed old track at a time dog, and you need some dogs that'll move a track, and jump out there, and it takes all kinds to catch. It takes a about five or six different type dogs to catch. Them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had that yeah. one red tick dog, that male. When he found a line track, he he was good at finding one. But he would bark right quick on one. And his old tail would go to hitting him on the rib cage. Pop, pop. And them other dogs hear it, and then knock him down. <laughs> they knew, yeah. Yeah, they knew. Yeah. Then he'd get all excited and bark. <laughs> and he'd bark, <laughs> finally. I saw a red dog that we raised to the game department. And that dog made me so darn mad. He'd hit a track, and if it's on a cow trail or a yeah. Just the government trip. He'd just take off and run and bark, bark, bark. He'd go up maybe three quarters mile, mile, and then have to come back and start over again. Yeah. I sold it to the game department and old Alton Ford was living up here above us. And one day I walked up there to, and, and to his house, and I stepped up on the back porch there. I looked up, and there was a fresh line high, er, skull. I said, Alton, what, what did you do with this fresh line skull? He said, oh, I was setting a trap over at Mule Creek. He went off the tree to line, and I had to kill it for him. <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you think shooting game out to those dogs sharpens them quite a bit? You got to shoot some out. I don't know if you have to shoot it all out. Yeah. Because on these coons, we wouldn't shoot them. Now, maybe once a week or something. But if we'd have shot them all out, they'd have been, they wouldn't have been any left. Yeah. Because <laughs> we hunted every night. Really? Just about. That's when you could hunt every night here, though. You couldn't do that now. Oh, you'd, shoot. you'd get shot. Yeah. Oh, too many people? Yeah. New oh, people. The people have changed. <clears throat> and changed. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You'd get they... shot. This river ain't the same as it used to be, Kitty. Yep. You know that, and I yeah. know it. There's no fun anymore. No. Hmm. 
How about bobcats? You catch many bobcats? I've caught a few. A few, not many. Bobcats harder to trail than a lion. You remember when they was bringing three hundred dollars, Bobcat? I caught three one week. I thought I was rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were. I was. <laughs> More money than I ever had. <laughs> yeah. I think most of the bobcats we catch, we just kind of run into them or just pop ups. Yeah. One of them was up there on Duck Creek. They're about right below Buckhorn in the stretch the creek. there. Yeah. yeah. And I shot that thing. That pistol went off several more times. So when I come home that night, I throw it in the Hater River. It's an automatic Ruger. Oh. I just tossed it all in the river. Yeah. It just kept it going. Yeah. Oh, it kind of jerking your finger. I guess. Yeah, they're dangerous. Dangerous. They? So I throw it in the river. <laughs> well, that one, nobody else is going to have trouble with it. Well, uh, <clears throat> I got shot one time. Was you growling? <laughs> no, I was trying to hold the line and it went up a muggy on creek and up on the hillside. I thought it was going out on 74 and I rode up there and couldn't ride my horse anywhere, so. I had a brand new 22 Magnum with a 7-inch barrel on it. So I pulled my leggings and spurs off and stuck my pistol in my hip pocket. I never carried a bullet in a barrel. And I guess going through the brush, it got cocked. I got up there and squatted down. My dogs was treed on up the creek a little ways. When I squatted down, that darn thing went off, shot me right through the leg right here. Oh, man. And it missed the bone <laughs> and everything. didn't hurt me. didn't hurt much. I pulled my pants up and had my long handles on. I thought, heck, I'll see calves bleed worse than this. I ain't hurt very bad. long as I was going downhill, it didn't hurt. But when I started back up to my horse, I had to cut me up. Come along. <laughs> Come along. <laughs> but dang it. That wasn't good. We're all oh, if it had broke my leg, they they might have never found me. Yeah. Another thing about some of these lions, they'll they'll eat something dead. Bet. Oh, you darn right they will. Yeah. Yeah. I had a cow die up there between our fence and Charlie's fence. I run a line in there every day and couldn't catch the thing. There's tracks everywhere. Wayne Dickerson had a steer yearling or yearling out there on that tank dam. Mm-hmm. About a week later, the line, old Tom come in there and covered it up, and we caught it. And Wayne wanted a good hide, and it was a nice hide, good size, and we couldn't skin it. It stunk so bad. Oh, eating on it. Oh, eating on it. Yeah. Huh. Seen several of them eat on a dead cow. And yep. they can't help it. They got to try to cover it. They might not. Get oh yeah, they got to cover it. Might not get her covered, but you can see where they tried. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever had any that just didn't come back to a kill and make a kill and just keep on going? That Marvin Glenn I was telling you about, uh, Warner's dad. I found a fresh kill one morning on that old dart ranch over there in the Cherry Cow, Cherry Cow Mountains, and that was fresh. The blood was running out of her. So I couldn't wait to get back to the house. I called Marvin. I said, there, told him. He said, well, did they, was it a lion? I said, yes, sir, there's lion tracks all around there. He said, did he try to cover it? And I said, no, not too much. It was real hot, like in July. 
And uh, I better quit fooling on that. No, no, you're all right. So he said, that, Jim, I ain't going to come because he said that lion won't come back. Well, I had some pups and some old dumb dogs. And so I thought, well, I'll go over there tomorrow morning. And I went over there and he never did come back. I went two mornings and he never come back, but it was hot. But that's what Marvin said to him. They kill the deer in the, when it's real hot sometimes. Most of the time they won't come back. I had one kill an old buck over at the ranch. This in the summertime. And this had little old nubs. And it's all covered up. So I went early the next morning with the dog. Nothing. I thought that evening I drove back up there in a the pickup. You get to him in the pickup. And I drove back up there and he'd come cleaned it up. So. <laughs> come in the daytime and it up. I had it. <laughs> That's crazy, huh? It's crazy. I had a lion kill two calves off in Rain Creek. Just off in the hill there where that old road went off, and lion didn't come back. I went two or three days, and he didn't come back. I come by there a few days later, and I caught him. That's when me and the game department really fell out. That gum I skin that thing. I've been selling those hides to these taxidermists for about a hundred apiece. Right. I was down there working on the windmill, and they come up the house, and Lenore showed them where the darn line hide was. Those two game wards take my line hide, never said a word, and I never got anything for them two calves either. Yeah. <laughs> so my dogs run a herd of elk out of the Muley Mountains across the highway, clear up. And I was riding for them, and your mom still lived in the old house there. I could not find them. I could not find them. And uh, I remember I rode down there, and she come out on the porch, and I said, "Yes, ma'am." I said, "I'm a looking for some hound dogs." She said, "Oh, my husband and boys, they all—that's all they got done." <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you all a story about Bob Plute and Sewell Goodwin <laughs> in Robert Park, somewhere in that country. They had a guy, Bob Plute, had a guy who wanted to kill a bear, so they went out there. You know all about that country. Anyway, they jump, jump this bear, whatever it was, and Bob, he gets all excited. He'd really get excited over anything, Bob Clute would. He said, Sewell, it's a big one. It's a big one. I can tell the way the dogs are running. <laughs> so, Bob was saying all of them dogs, and they went to a dirt tank, and they had a big bull elk. They <laughs> up in the tank. <laughs> I was trailing a line up there, and you know that big rock, it sticks up up there in the head of it, and mm-hmm. a great big rock. Oh, yeah. Real prominent rock. Mm-hmm. I was trailing the line, and my dogs trailed up and trailed right into a bunch of elk. And the dog got thing run, and the dog's taken after it. Well, I told Dad, I says, they're going to put that elk in a tank somewhere. I'm going to the house and getting a pickup. And Dad said, well, I'm going to follow the tracks and see where it went. Well, they, that tank just this side of Pine Creek, or Big, uh, a little dry. They had it there. I whip dogs till I give out. <laughs> <laughs> and about that time, Daddy come in and rode all the way down there. <laughs> it's funny how that stuff will get in the water. I've seen some deer do that down on the river one night. Dog put it in the river. I'll tell you what. You know where that big old penny on tree is that sticks up over <laughs> on the sycamore? 
just out of Sycamore in that big bluff right behind. Oh, yeah. You yeah. put a line in it. Yeah, I did. That ain't but 200 foot up there. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I shot that line and grabbed him by the tail to keep my dogs from dragging him out there to edge the bluff. That's quite a place for him to go, wasn't it? Yeah. Old Ray Freeman told Curly, said, Curly, go up there and cut that new tree down. <laughs> <laughs> we were over there, trailed the line all day, and it went down back down on the south end of Black Mountain and them rams in there. Mm-hmm. And Curly was with us, and he had two dogs that he'd got that you'd give him. And he never trained them. He never done nothing with them. They'd just run loose. And they wasn't with the dogs or nothing. And they're trading them old dogs there by Curly laying down. And here a rattlesnake went to buzzing there. It warmed up, I guess, and he started buzzing. Boom, 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 Curly went. The dog quit. Yeah. Quit trading. Yeah. Well, we just sat there. Finally, they went back to trailing. And here come a bobcat up out there. <laughs> and then went by Curly. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> the dog quit again. <laughs> and anyway, they finally started again and jumped the damn line. And here it come. And Curly, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and the dog quit. And them two got up and went and treated. <laughs> Del Ray was mad. <laughs> I bet he was. Oh, oh man! What you told me one time said, go hunting with Curly, and they just his dogs all the just trailing little varmints around. They'll do anything. Yeah, I went over and helped him work his cattle a number of times, and all them house dogs and hounds would go, and we was going up Sycamore, and the kids were there, his daughters, and I don't know who else. And anyway, the dogs they're screaming and barking up a tree. <laughs> Curly's riding around and around this tree of horseback. He's looking, he's looking. There's a squirrel. <laughs> and, and anyway, Shauna, I think was that one girl's name, Shauna. Right, the tall girl, She yeah. said, Dad, are we going to hunt squirrels today or work cattle? <laughs> oh, he's funny. Poor uh, old Curly. Oh, Curly's a good guy. Good bugger. Good he guy. Is. Good bugger. Go over in Ice Creek and hunt a little. We went. You'll catch something over there. We was down in Ice Creek, but we didn't go down very didn't far. Didn't catch nothing? No. Not even a Kudamund? <laughs> chulo. <laughs> <laughs> you could catch a Chulo in there, I bet. <clears throat> I did. I had seven up one tree. I couldn't get them dogs loose. No, you can't break them off. They're just running and jumping and screaming. And one of them come down and bailed out over top of the dog. And one dog seen it, made a great big circle around there and come right back, right back up the same tree. <laughs> I finally had to shoot them all. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that broke your heart. <laughs> Marvin Glenn told me, he said, I've been doing this for 50 years, and you cannot break your hounds off a chulo. Well, make tree dogs out of yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you run into them. You run into them in that country. I, not down where I'm at, but when I lived up by Hillsboro, I I caught several. And you know, when you about dusk, when it's almost dark, and you walk to a tree and you see that tail hang down, it looks like a little lion. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that I was petting dogs up. Telling <laughs> good dogs. I look and I thought that's a coat of money. Was there any ever show up on Muggy Own Creek, Rolling? Oh yeah. Oh, was there? Yeah. It... <laughs> Just before I left up there, they showed up there, and they're up on top of 74. Oh, really? What about Havelina? Y'all got a lot of Havelina up here? 
mediocre. They're scattered. Yeah. That's, I, we got a bunch of them down there where I'm. We yeah. used to never have them. Yeah. Oh, Clay Henderson was saying that the you get a real cold winter and, and they'll they'll die. The, those javelini will kill them. Yeah, and they're he, supposed and to. He, well, he's over there around by Beaverhead Country, isn't he? Yes, sir. Winston, huh? Winston. Yeah, somewhere. down there, dusty. Down, dusty. Down, yeah. down, down below Winston there. How how long, how far, or not how far, but how long have you trailed a lion and still caught it? All day long, catch it that night? or? Well, well, we're evening, maybe. But that's not, not too often. Usually it ain't too bad of a deal Just when you catch one. Just depends on the Old Jack Thompson started one, and it went plumb to the West Fork of the Gila. And I don't know how long, but he started it way over on this side. Of the mountain somewhere. Again, the trailing conditions, you know. Yeah. If they're good enough, you can stay, well, keep we, it going. We trailed one in the burrows about a week once. Finally caught him, but he never did go nowhere. You just trailing him around? Yeah. Following him female. Female. Yeah. He was in Finally there with a female. Yeah. You, did you come across any kills or anything while you was in there or nothing? Nope. Just, he was just staying with the female. Just following her around. <laughs> I mean, they had to eat something somewhere. Yeah. About a week there, we trailed him every day. Just stayed after him. Go back airborne and put him back. <laughs> he shoot you? <laughs> you know, different dog. Hardly get pretty tired. Hardly any lion ever got caught with without extra effort. Ray had some dogs that was really cold on, too cold. Well, rock slow. Rock, rock by rock, yeah. Pretty slow. Well, Ray, all he wanted to do is watch them dogs. Oh, he got yeah. He loved it. Yeah. I he caught his year of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then some, I think. <laughs> how many days in a row could you get out of your dogs? That all depends on how hard you trailed them. Yeah. How far and how hard. Over here in this mountain country, it doesn't take them long to get sore feet. You your feet off of them pretty good. Mm-hmm. You get them legged up, you can go. But yeah, you like, better have them ready. Yeah. Where yeah. you take the stock holder, Pete. Yeah. Get on a good... Last line I trailed, and I decided I'd quit hunting was over here in Greenwood. It wasn't so damn far that I, I was so tired and tired and still tired <laughs> from it. <laughs> Me and Terrell and Jason. Oh, yeah. I got a mighty. Had a pal. Hadn't had him when we went that far. <laughs> <laughs> That line was going to Silver City to do something. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about the future of lion hunting and hounds? And... Oh, they got so many It'll four-wheelers and yeah. so many people doing it now that I think it's on the downhill side. I see two white vehicles come by the house now regular, loaded with dogs. I guess they're hunting in the burrows. Bear hunting, probably. Probably hunting. Well, there's a California hunter called me. It's coming here hunting. I don't remember his name. And wanted me to write the game department a letter about there's too many lines here and they need to have more hunting on and more license. No. Lion. He's in California and I'm here, but he knew more about it oh, yeah. than I did here. Yeah. Well, you, and I made I mean, lots of track. There's two lines two yeah. a year in the year-round season. And I mean, last year you get four. You could get the two on yep, your license right. and then call in and get two more tags. That's too many. 
And this year it's two. You got two on your tag. I bought one. Wasn't there yeah. a quota, though? A quota? Yeah, there's quotas in areas. They know exactly how many females they can yeah. kill and how many males. Yeah. The game department knows this. They know everything. They know exactly right. how many there is. And you can't tell yeah, them sir. a darn thing. And they're eating the bighorn sheep. That's the... That, that They got the money. The the sheep foundation. Yeah, and they believe that there's way too many lions. and We've got bighorn sheep right across here on our ranch since 1964. Hmm. And the lions ain't killed them yet. <laughs> and I never found but two of my hunting career that the lions killed over there. Yeah, I'm not saying that about the Pellet Hills or any other place, but yeah. over there I know. Yeah, you know. If they'd have been sheep eaters, they would have killed them all out. Yeah. What kills them over there is the eagles get them oh. like this. Oh, yeah. Right there. And the coyotes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. When well, my ears are getting sore. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I got <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to a lot of BS. Your ears oh, no, ought to I enjoy it. Your I ears enjoy. ought to be sore with all them lies. I, I keep thinking, what is it? Am I because sure enough, I'll go and I'll publish this, and somebody say, "Well, you should ask them this." I'm like, "Well, I didn't think about it." That's why I sit here and try to think about. Well, you guys, I got one more thing. I always thought get a good barometer, and every morning mark down where where it's at. And see what the trailing conditions were that day. You think that air pressure has any? Absolutely. Yeah. I believe it. I think when you get up in the morning and you can look out across that valley and you see that, that smoke hanging down low from people's chimneys or yeah. whatever. And it's not just running out yeah. in the sky. I think those are really good days. I I, I do. I, well, that'd be interesting to prove it, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, take a yeah, barometric. Document it. Yeah. I might do that before I die. Get you one of them little toys that squeaks, got batteries. Yeah. And put them in a saddle somewhere yeah. in a tree and see what happens. You ever done that? No. Go uh. check it out. Wayne did that out there. You probably was there. It, where he put one up? Wasn't you? I wasn't with him. I didn't know. To bring oh, up. really? What you know, them lines that just walk around and around <laughs> and around and look, I guess looking up that squeaker. <laughs> I'll be dead, Gov. Well, you've heard of though. You know these guys now got these cameras. Oh and yeah, oh, yeah. Those game cameras up, and it'll it'll send the picture to your cell phone. Yeah. yeah. And so they put them up on those. You know where they got cell phone service. Where the good path is. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of guys are starting there. A lot of guys. I, I think they made it illegal now in New Mexico, haven't they? To 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 use. I don't those. know. I know where one is. Yeah. Yeah. He's done. He's done. <laughs> I don't blame him. I found it. It's tied to a tree up there to put a haystack. Oh, yeah. They got it chained to this dead tree. It's going to fall over here pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's cameras everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. If there's a big buck somewhere or a big elk, he's on camera. And they're, they know it. Uh, they'll, they'll stay with it day and night till the hunter comes. A friend of mine got a tag on the Kayabab to shoot a big mule deer buck on the north rim of the Grand Canyon. He went to a dirt tank there and he said there was 11 game cameras on that tank. <laughs> There's no hunt to it. No. Anymore no. like that. Mm-mm. That guy killed that big elk over here. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, they, everybody knew about but it. Ten by ten. Yeah. I seen it. I went over and looked at it. So, and the hunter came, flew in, pulled the trigger, and flew back. Yeah. 
do you, do you believe that the that the cameras take away from the sportsmanship of lion hunting also? Yeah. Oh, shoot, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got uh, pictures of a lion scraping that with my camera, a video. I've seen that. You showed me that. I did, did The age-old question that Wiley Carroll used to ask everybody. Scrape his front feet or his back feet? Well, I'll tell you, they use their back feet, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wrote everybody in the world asking yeah. that question before the game cameras. Marvin Glenn had it. When you could keep them in Arizona, he had a male and a female in a big old pen there. They caught them when they was little and raised them. And he told me, he said, that little Tom scrapes with his hind feet all the time. Yeah. Well, them guys over there. And Dave said, that, well, that guy there's done lots of lion hunting. And that one guy said, well, the lion ain't nothing compared to this elk. I said, no, it's not nothing, but when you catch one, you earn it. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. with that. It never takes a second effort. It's about 16 efforts. <laughs> Guys, this podcast kind of stopped abruptly, but I got to thank Ethan Sprague and his wife for the hospitality they showed us when we got up there and, and setting this whole deal up and inviting me up there. It, it, was, a, it was a great opportunity for me, and uh, especially for the homemade ice cream and the homemade apple pie. That was great. And, and the members or my channel subscribers and then the members of my channel that are, that are you know, are helping me out get to go places to talk to these old guys. So thanks.